If you're a coach, you can earn a living one conversation at a time. But if you really want to maximize your revenue opportunities, you need to consider group coaching. Where do you start? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about group coaching and why you should consider it and how you get started. I couldn't think of a better person to have this conversation with than Chris Williams. As I was talking to Chris, one of the things that he focused on was the fact that the world has shifted so much recently, and many people are trying to build mastermind groups as an alternative source of income. Now, not everybody can do it, and not everybody can do it well, but he can show you how. He's had his own digital agency, he's led masterminds, and he's learned lots of lessons along the way. And today, we're going to ask him to teach us a few of them. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Lorraine. It is such a privilege to be here. And all you folks who are just super crazy Lorraine fans, me too. <laughs> it is so fun to sit here and like watch her do this show because you hear that passion and like love in her voice. And it's such a cool treat to get to like watch it happen live. So I'm super glad to be backstage with you. I'm like, I'm like a fan kid. This is so exciting. <laughs> well. I love that fact that you're a fanboy. It's always fun to meet a fan. But I got to tell you, I am also a fan because I love this idea of group coaching. And I think it makes so much sense for people who have knowledge to share. And full confession, I've tried it a few times over the years, and sometimes it's worked and sometimes it hasn't. But I think you can help me get my next mastermind off the ground with a four-step method to prospecting and selling these high-ticket masterminds. Can we go there? Absolutely. We'd love to do that. Let's rock and roll. In 10 minutes, let's build a mastermind. All right. So step number one, where do I start? Okay. Absolutely. Start organically. So here's, here's rule number one for anything high ticket or anything that you want to sell at masterminds or done for you consulting, whatever it is. You got to start organically. And, and so many people make that mistake, Lorraine. You've seen it. I've seen it. And we've all racked up the credit card bills. The points don't matter, folks. Just get rid of the, I mean, come on. It's not worth the airline tickets. Credit card bills that are racked up because we spent money on paid traffic before we learned how to attract people organically is a waste of money. Oh, you so, are preaching to the choir. <laughs> when I first started this, Lorraine, I was $100,000 in on ad spend before I realized, oh, I shouldn't just build a website, funnel people to it, and voila. I had to like learn how to go back and organically reach people the old-fashioned way, but through digital mediums. And that made such a huge difference. So step number one, you got to have that website. And then what you're saying is, drive traffic to it, have content that people care about, then start running the ads, but don't do it the other way. Let's go even simpler than that. Let's go simpler than that. Why even have a website, right? Ultimately, your, your world, everybody you want to connect to is out there raising their hand saying, hey, look at my social media profile. I've already labeled who I am. I've told you what you need to know demographically about me, what's important to me. 
And you can look on whatever platform you like and find your people and start engaging them organically. Not, not anything weird. Don't have, don't be throwing links at them, inviting them to something like the first, just start a conversation, be real, talk. Okay. I love that. Step number one, start organically. Now I've I've got some people engaged. We're talking. What do I do now? Yep. Then step number two is we have to start measuring predictability. Okay. Let's talk about predictability. Here's the truth, Lorraine. We both know this, but oh, I, I wish I had learned this earlier on in my entrepreneurial career. If you don't have a way to predictably generate on-profile leads, you don't have a business. You're just getting lucky. I'm going to say that again. If you don't have a way to predictably generate on-profile leads, you don't have a business. You're just getting lucky. Absolutely. It's that replicable code. Yeah. So what I would do, let's, let's merge points one and points two together. Here's how I start. This is literally how I start every new venture that we dive into or every new market, or every new product or service. Every one of them, I start with a spreadsheet. I simply have a spreadsheet and it has all the steps of my communication process. Make it your own. I reach out to somebody on social media. I start a conversation. I, I mention these things. I ask these questions. I have those steps written out at the top of the spreadsheet. All the columns like literally has most of the copy I want to use in a conversation. Here's how I think the conversation would go. That's across the top. Down the side of the spreadsheet is somebody's name and mm -hmm. their social media link. That's it. So I reached out to this person. I invited him to a conversation. I'm moving through the conversation. If you don't know what the conversation is when you start, just start having one and document it in the top of that spreadsheet along the top of those columns. That way you can start tracking. Here's the predictable nature of these conversations. I'm building relationships, but I'm doing it in a way where I can measure the outcomes, measure how far along the relationship builds and I can see where it gets stuck. If people start pushing back at one conversation or one point, I can change that. And then I can get more people through that section. That predictability is what allows you to scale and what allows you to actually measure why things start succeeding. Because they will start succeeding. You just got to know why. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You begin to see, okay, this is where it breaks down. Maybe I, maybe I need to do something different here because I'm always getting stuck right here. Mm -hmm. That's fabulous. Okay. Absolutely. So I've got my process now. I'm moving people through my process. We're having these conversations. Step three. Step three. Okay. So there's no mystery to this, right? You invite people organically to a conversation. You go through this conversational thread with them. And then ultimately you're finding out in the conversation, and this is what's at the top of your spreadsheet. Hey, I work with people like you. What's going on? If I could crack one code for you, what would it be? Like you're asking those kind of questions, right? Ask them real questions just like you would a next door neighbor. You got a new neighbor who came into the neighborhood. You're going to have a house party this weekend outside in the backyard. You're going to be cooking out. You're going to reach out to the new neighbor and say, hey, welcome. Hey, we're having a party. Love to have you over. Any food allergies? Can I make your favorite dish for you? What do you want to drink? We'll have it ready. It's simple questions, right? They feel welcome. So that's that predictable nature step two. Now I'm jumping to step three here. Ask them for like an opportunity to explain what you do. Get on a sales call, call it a strategy call, call it a discovery call. I don't care what you call it. Say, hey, you're talking about the stuff we fix. How about we just jump on a Zoom call? If I can help you, 
I'd love to. If not, I'd love to just point you in the right direction for 30 minutes. You'd be, you'd be surprised how many people say yes. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I have seen, because being active on LinkedIn, I do have a lot of people that reach out and I know that they're running me through their funnel. And the ones that I actually am willing to have the conversation with, I think, are the ones that do the step two well. I think too often people jump from step one to step three and they do it too quickly. Do you see that in your experience? I do. So if it takes you 24 hours to go from introduction, like we just became connections or friends or whatever on whatever platform, to I'm now offering you, check out my website or schedule a call with me. That's too fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it Think about it, folks. If it takes two weeks to have a conversation that's natural, where you can get somebody to like really say, here's what they need help with, you find out if you can actually help mm-hmm. them before you waste 30 minutes of their time and your time. If it takes two weeks to do that, that's okay. Yes. That two-week engagement is the needed background that prepares them and you for a working relationship. You know, it, you, Lorraine, you, you see this all the time. I see it too. It's like we, we can go into a work relationship and we all of a sudden become the idiot in a rom-com movie. We're the idiot who shows up at the bar or the party with the weird one-liners asking people if they want to get married today. Like, what the heck? I, I, you haven't even bought me a drink yet. Like, yeah. So you kind of got to like play it like a real relationship. Get to know somebody, hang out, have fun and then take the next step. Well, and also taking that time to build the relationship is not only going to make the other person feel comfortable, it's also going to let you know whether it's worth investing 30 minutes of your time in that phone call because you're going to kiss a lot of frogs and there are a lot of people that really aren't great fits and those conversations help you do that too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm glad you're bringing that up because if you do prospecting right, organically or paid, again, only pay for what you've proven organically. Pay for what you've proven. Always start with organic. If you do this right, you will have a full calendar. And like what you just said, Lorraine, you, you got to make sure this screening process, the relationship building process is not just so you can build a relationship and get them to book a call. It's so you can find out, should you even be on a call with them? Because honestly, it's a numbers game. 75% of the time, you probably shouldn't be on a call with them. Figure that out in the messaging thread, build this spreadsheet I'm talking about. There's lots of softwares and systems. And if you can have a team member help you do it so you can stay organized, ultimately figure that out. So you're only on the calls with people that you should be talking to that should be talking to you. Awesome. Okay. Now I know that we've gotten pretty far. We've gotten people to the phone call, but there's a fourth step. There is. We all have to ask for the sale, right? So I teach a lot about building high ticket masterminds and teach experts and coaches how to do that. But ultimately, if it's high ticket coaching programs in a group setting, if it's one-on-one done for you services, whatever, the sale happens for a reason. I, I cringe every time I read through a sales script, but I love seeing a good sales process. So the sales process that I use, like, Lorraine, I use one every, every time it's literally pulled up on a tab on my Chrome browser right now. And I've used it thousands of times. Mine's built out of 14 different sales scripts. And here's why I love it. It's not because I need to know one liners or I need to know how somebody else asked for the deal. It's because a good sales process includes typically five to seven main sections. Mm 
of really getting to know somebody, understanding their needs, expressing to them, oh, I can help you with that, and then helping them make a decision if that's right or wrong for them. That sales process is really critical. It's, it's like that organic lead gen and conversation flow. We have to know how did I do as the person leading the conversation through that conversation? Where did it fall apart? Where did it break down? Once you start understanding the mechanics of how to discover someone's need on a call and how to help them achieve the solution, sales gets out of the weird, pushy stage mm-hmm. and gets into two people just finding a solution together. Absolutely. My sales coach once said to me, if you did the process right and you ended the conversation or you started wrapping the conversation up with, well, what would you like to do next? If you've done your job, the prospective customer will say, well, I think you should send me an invoice, a proposal. They're almost going to ask you to sell them. Yeah, that's so true. And, And sometimes that sounds weird to people who aren't accustomed to selling, but truly, Look, it, it's again, let's take it back to human relationships, just regular day in doubt relationships. You know, you hang out at a party. There's there's 20 people at the dinner party. Oh, dinner parties. I can't wait for those to come back. There's <laughs> I had to say that like, wouldn't that be nice? Um, so so there's 20 people at a dinner party and and like 18 of them, you're like, well, they're nice people. But two or three of them, you're like, I could totally hang out with that person right there. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're looking for. And if, but the thing is in business, there's a process for making a deal happen that's mm-hmm. mutually agreed upon and in best interest for both parties. And that's what a good sales process does. So have a sales process. Step four, have a sales process and get it right. Like practice, practice, practice. You're going to mess up. You're going to smack yourself in the forehead some days. Some days you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that was the easy thing ever. Go back review your calls, understand what worked, what didn't like get that sorted out. That's how the pros do it. I used to cringe at that. And then I kind of got over myself. I was like, look, I just got to get good at this. And when I did that, it changed Mm -hmm. everything. Absolutely. Well, Chris, I could talk to you forever, but we both have other things to do. And so does my audience. So I am going to encourage anybody who is intrigued by the things that Chris has been talking about to check out groupcoachnation.com. There'll be a link in the show notes so they can learn more about what you do and how you can help businesses just like them. That's great, Lorraine. You know, if you guys go to groupcoachnation.com, we break it down into beginner, advanced, and pro levels. All you got to do is sort out, should you be teaching and coaching your own high-ticket mastermind? If it's right for you, awesome. If not, we'll steer you in the right direction. It's no big deal. And, you know, lean in on Lorraine. Like, you're here. You're her fans, just like me. Like, she has so much freaking amazing content. Her toolbox there on the website, like, whatever level you're in on her in her world, like, get into that toolbox. There, there are so many resources that took me a decade to figure out in there. Freaking 25 bucks a month. It's so freaking easy. She's got it all laid out there for you. Jump in. Love it. Thank Lorraine for all the work she's done. Lorraine, thank you. Thank you. This was so much fun. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to learn more, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club. It's filled with webinars and self-paced classes, workbooks, white papers, and so much more. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.